out your faggot opinion watching John Jabber. <laughs> we have everybody in the house now, so we can officially start this thing. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most popular show in podcast history. Welcome to Jobber Jabber. Yeah, I kind of stole that from the Miz, but it worked. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning into this very special episode because joining us in the studio right now is not only Mr. Two Tooth himself, but we have the biggest wrestler ever. A man who was born to stand out, Mr. Franco Vargo. Welcome to the studios, and thank you so much for stopping in to do this interview today. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I really, really appreciate it. I love being on here. I uh, heard a lot about you guys, so yeah. And yeah, you said it right. The biggest wrestler ever. See, I listened, to your, I listened to your podcast that you just did before, your interview that you did before, and I noticed that um, you had called him out on that, uh, <laughs> not referring to you to the biggest. So I had to make sure that I emphasized that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but Tutu's here. You know what I'm doing? I'm holding out for a hero, man. That's what I'm doing. Oh, he's holding on for a hero. He's got to bring that up, man. People still bring that up. I, I used that song as entrance music for like five years, man. Um, so, yeah, every time I hear that song, I, I cringe. Because uh, I remember all the, the joking and jiving I was doing to that song. I wouldn't have done it if I would have known that. I thought you still used it, so. No, no, no. I'm a big, big bad guy now, so I got my own custom stuff. Oh, you got, yeah, you got to change that, man. Hey, yeah. Elvis... Is gonna run pretty much. I'm gonna sit back and enjoy. I want to tell you, I started uh, Jabber Jabber with my brother about three years ago. Elvis joined about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, and we focused on the mainstream wrestlers. And then I started working with a local promotion here called UCW that the Brooklyn Brawler runs. Right. And I enjoy the smaller wrestlers that haven't been to the big time quite yet, but are on their way up. I much rather talk to them guys than the guys that would stick their nose in the air and not want to talk to us anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad you joined us. Thanks for joining us. And Elvis, go ahead and run the show. All right. Uh, so we're going to start out with the most e easiest and the obvious questions first. Get them the small ones out of the way. Um, you started in 2013 in Colorado, if I'm correct. About, so about, about 12, 12, 13, yeah. That's right. Um, but was there was there just – the desire to be a pro wrestler before that? I mean, did you grow up watching wrestling like most of us um, fans or a lot of the other wrestlers have in the past? No, absolutely not. So I was, I've always been a fan, um, love wrestling, even as a kid, but I was, I was more of like a golden era, uh, attitude era guy. That's what I, that's what I really, really watched. And then I kind of, after the attitude era, I stopped watching. I focused on like football and bodybuilding and stuff. And then after that, uh, so I missed a lot of the, you know, the, um, the, the the era right after that like the john early john cena that kind of stuff but of course i went back you know to study it um and watched it then but but uh my the way i kind of got into wrestling was uh, a guy comes up to me at the gym he's like dude you're huge there's this uh local indie running and i was like what do you mean indie what is that like there's just wwe and i had no idea there was this whole independent scene and uh long story short you know it was like a less one of the less thatcher camps and uh up in Colorado and uh there were like 14 guys and I was like the only guy to like make it and make it through the whole the whole thing puking and dying and I'm just like man this is a cakewalk until my took my first bump and I was like oh my god people do this for a living right. and I fell in love and I fell in love with it after that so then seven seven long years later I'm like oh my god like I, I can't see myself in anything else now was that now 
every wrestler um, goes through training. Was that where you started your training, or was there an actual school, or was it a lot of self-taught training? That you no, went absolutely not. No, no, no. I uh, I went to a school in, in Colorado. Actually, that's where I started. Um, is uh, in in the New Era Wrestling School. They're still there. Um, very good school. They had like really good connections in the business and and really good spot in Colorado. Um, and then from there, I uh, I did like did some of the NWA Amarillo things, and that's kind of just started in that loop of working almost every day. And then my first big break, um, I got to wrestle in front of uh, Gerald Briscoe and some of the WWE things I was doing, and he actually sent me to Puerto Rico after having a discussion um, as to like I just didn't like the grind, and I to this day I don't like the grind. I don't like the whole. Uh, you know, one town to the next. And then, uh, you know, same thing, everything. I, I love the traveling. So he was just like, maybe, maybe let's send you to Puerto Rico and work for Carlos. And I went there, did the three months with Carlos, man. It was amazing. And uh, that kind of started my, my career. I fell in love with it even more. And uh, I, I just knew I didn't want to be a WWE guy to this day. I don't, um, unless, you know, there was some kind of crazy deal out there for me, but, uh, but I probably would pass on a lot of the things the standard things um but i just i'm having too much fun traveling the world seeing a lot of the world and uh and the independent wrestling man the things you see uh the good and the bad so i love it you know what a lot of people don't understand is they hear all this money that wrestlers make but they don't understand you have to pay your travel your hotel your food most wrestling uh uh i'm sorry <laughs> i was reading something like most wrestling um companies don't pay for all that stuff that's on you you get your money. absolutely yeah so like let's say and and uh the, the way it was explained to me by you know 20 24 year vets and all that uh wwf legends is uh you you get let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar salary right 40 of that already is going to go to travel hotels and things like that um so you're already down to 60 and then you got to pay another uh, 15000 and maybe insurance if you really want to take care of yourself. Right. So now you're down to like forty five grand. That's the average guy's salary before T-shirts and anything like that. So it kind of breaks down to maybe not being worth it to some guys. And sure, maybe you'll get catering for each event or whatever. you got to eat three times a day. You can't just eat that one time, that catering. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I've been back to the catering is amazing. Though. I can't even – you can't knock the catering. They're the best at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. It's 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 unimaginable. Best catering, WWE. Best, hands down, the best, the best <laughs> catering, the best ring I've ever I've ever been in, and the best catering is WWE, hands down. So, how does the old part like me, I'm 48, get pumped up in the next six months so I can enjoy catering before I die? Ooh, well, man, uh, you know, I I I never want to say it's too late to start, right? Because I mean, I've oh, I'm just bullshit. I've seen guys, uh, yeah. It's just, he would break a hip. Oh, he probably, yeah, probably would. But <laughs> but uh, it is turning into a young guy sport, and it is uh, it's going to be a little harder to keep up uh, with some of the things, and especially if you're not great at remembering things. Um, but I I'd say, hey, go for it. You know, who am I to tell you not to go for it? I'm the first one to tell you to go for it. I forgot. Who we talk, who, who am I talking? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see what I mean? Hey, jump back real quick, uh, Franco. You had talked, um, yeah. you got into wrestling during the uh, Attitude Era. And I think that's the main era that got most people into wrestling in the first place. That Absolutely. Is what really propelled wrestling into the stratosphere and to where it is now. Uh, right. Elvis, you mind if I ask Franco a question real quick? Sure, absolutely. Ask away. How do you feel about the AEW? I'll call it. What, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, the whole AEW thing, dude. I um, for one, like I said, I love wrestling because I'm in it, and I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in it as well. Mainly, everyone I know now is just in wrestling. This kind of consumes your life, <laughs> but uh, I'm so happy that they got TV, and they and they. I'm so happy for those guys because competition improves everything and improves everybody's product. They're trying to compete, and it's not like it's not like the crabby competition where. You'll see, like, this guy's running across the street, so I'm going to make my ticket prices $2 cheaper. That's that's crap. (laughs) I'm talking about real big, nice competition where the guys are just trying to improve wrestling as a whole. Um, I hope they both succeed. I still want WWE to succeed, and uh, I still want AEW to succeed. I want Ring of Honor to make it. I want all these, you know, Infinite Wrestling. I want all these guys to get TV deals and, and, uh, and be amazing. So, yeah, it'd be great. I tell you what, we talk about this a lot lately. And WWE needed some kind of push because their product has fallen off a lot lately. And they right. need that push. They're not worried about Ring of Honor. No disrespect to Ring of Honor. But they're not worried about them. But I think with AEW, the owners had the money and the talent to push WWE to a new level. No, yeah. I um, I actually, you know, I was uh, a little known fact is, I had to turn down something uh, because I, I'm going to be in Australia uh, in July and I had to turn down something WWE wise because um, because of that. And it's just like, man, like normally most guys would feel the pressure and be like, oh, but it's WWE. And I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, they're not doing so great because they're at 2.0 ratings and things like that. You got to you got to like that stuff should matter to the to the average wrestler nowadays is uh is who's gonna who's gonna be able to put you on a certain kind of platform and right, and right. what what is that platform doing for for everyone you know at this point just uh it's not the only place to be that's kind of where I'm, my point is and the, the, yeah the ratings are not as great as they used to be no it, I don't ever think we're ever gonna see attitude era ratings ever but um but it's I don't think the ratings are great either right now okay one more thing before I let Elvis take back over uh we had we have AEW and we have WWE do you think See, I don't see new people jumping in, new fans jumping in saying, oh, I want to check out this AEW. I think all it's going to do is take wrestling fans from WWE, from Ring of Honor. Wrestling's not one of them things that's going to pull in people that's never seen wrestling. What it's going to do is pull fans that know wrestling already, don't you think? Uh, no, not necessarily. I think um, so when AEW started, um, the word that they were using to describe themselves were all, is alternative, right? So if you use, if you look at the WWE model and the way they market themselves is they take, they take all that marketing and they push it towards the kids. And then they also take the marketing and, and anyone above 25 to 40, they try to, you know, so what happens to all those people in between there, the 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20 year olds, and they're there. They want some more high hitting things and they want to see some blood and they want to see this and that there's nothing out there for them. So that's what AEW is. It's the alternative, the guys that, WWE's not really focused on marketing on anymore, you know? To to the wrestling itself, because I heard that they're doing a win-loss record involved in that too. So that's UFC fan. Yeah, well, it's going to be more of a... Do you remember the show American Gladiators a long time ago? It's going to be more like that than, uh, than UFC, really. American Gladiators had a had a really cool concept with the wins and losses and all that, but everybody still knew it was scripted. Um, so it was the same. It was the same. So the same thing as AEW is just that there's that's the that's concept that they're going with. American Gladiators. I'm not that old. No, I don't know what that Come is. Come on. Anyway, oh, he no. knows what he knows what they are. 
Anyway, it's nice talking to you, but I'm still here. But Elvis, you go ahead, bud. Um, now, between 2013 and 2015, um, you wrestled for both Colorado and the NWA um, Texas circuit. Right. Was there any memorable matches or opponents that you faced back then that um, stand out in your mind as some of the best? Oh, man. Um, early, early on. Um, ooh. Uh, you know, I never got my dream match, which I, I still gripe about that. It was Terry Funk, and I came close a few oh. times. Yeah, I really want. I still to this day, if he ever, if he uh, Terry, if you're out there, brother, give me the match. You know, but, <laughs> he's still on the ring yet. Oh no! Wow, come on, that guy's still 19. He's retired seven right. times, but he's still nine. He moves like he's 19. Right. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, Tony Morales, great guy, a um, lot of potential. I never, you know, I, I I don't think that scene has seen anyone like him ever. So Tony's definitely one of the best and me and him kind of worked together for like uh maybe like nine months so it's really cool actually right before i went to puerto rico so um yeah like nine months before that the guy's great i mean hybrid wrestler awesome he's a really good guy um we mentioned back at the beginning we were talking entrance music um it's a thing almost all wrestlers have when you first started out you came out to rap songs and then um it was switched up to 80s how did you go from um rap to the 80s yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't working. That's why. Um, and I and I was mature enough to kind of understand that it wasn't working and it really wasn't, uh, I wasn't learning anything from from being in that mold and, and trying to be this, uh, it just was boring. And I, and I can admit that. So I was more being more myself. I love that song. It doesn't matter where that song comes on. I'm, I'm shaking and jiving. I love that song. So I was just like, why don't I just use this? This is who I am. Like, why don't I just use this? And it and I used it, just you know, kind of on a whim. And they were like, "You sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's, just let me use it tonight to see." You know, it this doesn't change anything. I'm still a still a good guy. And then uh, and it just stuck, and it just just took it took off for me. Um, so yeah, so I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna stop it now because uh, <laughs> I mean, it's working." So yeah. Right. Hey, this Road Warrior Animal, and you're watching Jabber Jabber. Oh, what a rush! Hey, Y'all, Skip Bentley here on Java Java Spring Break in Minnesota. Ooh, Okay, that should be good, right, Albert? You can cut that. That's there. perfect. Absolutely. Any any more than three seconds is enough to cut it and throw it in there and then get right back started, right back where. So we're back here, and we're talking um, with Franco Varga, who has graced us with his presence and time. That's right. Um, now, we mentioned back at the beginning, you mentioned um, that you had wrestled in front of um, – some of the WWE talent scouts and Gerald Briscoe. What was that whole experience like um, for you um, just to be able to go out there and be able to wrestle in those rings and in front of those people that um, obviously have such a huge impact on decision-making in the WWE? Yeah. And then, and then it was also later on, it was Regal and, and a couple of the guys that are making decisions now, but um 
Yeah, you know, I kind of was always like, look, I'm going to give it 100% and I'm not going to expect anything because uh, I, I never really felt like I fit, fit their mold. And they've they've told me, dude, stop thinking like that. Uh, we would, you know, you definitely um, do a couple things in your TV already. And um, but the thing is, <laughs> those couple things um, take time. <laughs> And, uh, and, but yeah, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking. It was probably some of the, you know what, some, probably some of the best, uh, TV matches that I've ever had, but also at the same time, um, just nerve wracking, man. Like I, I can't tell you the last time I was nervous to go out there, but, um, right, right. other than, other than those times, I'm like, Oh my God, this are my, is my gear fitting right? Are my boots shiny enough? Or, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? Right, like oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to trip over my, my own laces tonight of all nights, you know. <laughs> right. So, um, AJ style pants rip out of back, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know we all laugh about that, but I, I can only imagine how it, it would feel to be that guy that night. Hey, so. they kept going, man. They did it well. Hey, I want to touch on something real quick before you go on again, Elvis. You, you ask these questions that brings up things I want to ask, Franco. Uh, you were talking about your music change. Did that come along with a heel? Or a face change? No, no, no. So I was already a baby face. I was already a, a good guy, and um, and I kind of just was like, man, I love this song. This is what I. This what I. This is what I. This is who I am. This should be what I am. So, um, so yeah, just I just picked my favorite song, and I went out there and did it, and um, it was a hit. The fans loved it, and they were like, we're doing that every night. And I was like, absolutely agree. <laughs> That's so, the thing about being in your position now. You get to the WWE and they pick your persona and your song. Yeah, it's tough. This guy. Uh, one other thing is, like uh, Elvis and I talked about, when they have a heel change with uh, Sami Zayn or Becky Lynch, their entrance music is not heel entrance music. I think when they make those changes, they need to change that music to fit their persona in the ring. Do you feel that way too or no? I mean, not necessarily because you don't want to – you don't want to establish a guy and then turn him heel and have to repackage everything about him. And it's kind of, you're kind of starting all over again. So kind of everybody knows it's that guy, but you're kind of starting all over again. From it's there. like the yes, yeah. yes, yes. of Daniel Bryan just doesn't, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But he's got to jam that down their throats as to kind of shut up about it. So which, which we, even gets him even more attention. How about we have uh Roman Reigns go off screen for a long time. Say he's got, cancer and repackage him and bring him back as a different wrestler for Christ's sake. I thought that. Oh, different- no way. No way. Roman is the, the oh. best they got, man. There's no change in that right now. I thought for sure when that whole cancer thing came out, I thought for sure that that's what they were doing with repackaging, but I was thinking saying he has cancer is dirty and nasty. They wouldn't do that. What? Yeah, that would be kind of a little much. <laughs> a little much, especially with all the Susan G. Well, Coleman stuff they do. Would it surprise you? Probably not, right? No, 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 no. Absolutely. With them, yeah, that would have been a huge surprise because they do a lot for Susan G. Coleman and, and uh, they just do a lot for, for um, cancer and childhood cancer right. and things like that. The Warrior Award, they have a whole department. So that would have been kind of kind of really bad taste for them. Oh, it would leave a bad taste, but God, I could see Vince McMahon doing it for Christ's sake. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, wrestling for, you know, in front of Gerald Briscoe, that also opened the door for um, 302 Pro Wrestling, uh, where you became the first ever Fight Live champion, which gained you a whole new fan base. Um, How cool was it to know that you would be, like, etched into a piece of their company with becoming a first ever champion? Yeah, I mean, it was was a a really, you know, it was like one of those, um, and I'll tell you the honest God, honest truth, it was like probably one of those really bad nights that ended 
um, well, just because no one had any idea what was going on. It was just, just poorly managed. Um, and, uh, and no one, we had no idea what was going on. So they were like, look, we like you a lot here. You know, we need you to run with this. And I was just like, well, okay, let's do it. And it kind of, you know, that kind of on the East coast, that kind of helped me, uh, get my stuff out there a little more, but I was more, um, interested in going doing international things at the time. So it kind of, uh, kept me in the, you know, doing the East coast things for a while too. So, but yeah, it was, it was, it was an honor, of course, um, it just was one of those things that, you know, if you were backstage, you would have seen how much of a uh, cluster it ended up being. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> um, now, injuries um, are a very real thing in wrestling because, um, you know, as, as a fan, um, I've heard the term, I've heard the sentences a lot, you know, oh, wrestling is fake. And I absolutely hate the word fake Jesus, because yeah, I don't no. think anything that anybody does in the, in the sport of professional wrestling is fake for any um, – for like any re- reason whatsoever. Um, so to shut up those Melvins and those morons, can you <laughs> tell us about some of the injuries that um, you've suffered yourself? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the separated shoulder, broken clavicle, uh, left side, and then a uh, broken ankle that kept me out a whole year, which, uh, you know, I had a big, a big Canadian tour book that year. I had uh, my first trip to Japan book that year. And I had to cancel all that because because uh, because I broke an ankle. So um, yeah, it happens, man. It's real. It's as real as it gets. It's, you know, I tell always tell people it's it's seventy five percent scripted, um, or twenty five percent scripted and seventy five percent physical. You some of those things you can't fake. I really wish if they do think it's fake, I really wish uh, that they would try to see how they could fake a chop. You know, right? Well, and, and plus, you're in the ring with people that aren't fully trained. And you're getting potatoed, and you're getting bumped wrong, and they're not picking you up right. They're not helping you any. You're getting sandbagged. I mean, well, that it happens, but I'll tell you right now. I mean, I know it's it's going to happen to me, but it's only going to happen once. Exactly. Because they're gonna they're gonna throw something, and then I'm gonna throw something a little harder, and then they're gonna be like, "Okay, I'll listen." So it (laughs) it is what it is. It it happens from time to time, which I I still find that part of the fun. Kind of like Brock Lesnar. Remember when Brock Lesnar was fighting uh, Braun Strowman? Did you see that? Punched him and then brought, punched him back and said, "Oh God, oh, yeah, he like shifted his whole face." Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for the guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, with that, you you mentioned um, it's a good thing um, that you brought up the ankle injury because that references my next question. Okay, um, it did keep you out of two most of 2017, but once you're you were actually cleared to wrestle again, um, you came back pretty strong. In fact, you went on tour with Ron Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, that in itself had to be an awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, yeah. Could you could you imagine uh, uh, being in the same car with Ron Simmons? Who I oh, mean, I at that, that point he was like Uncle Ron, you know, to me. Um, he, actually, we just spoke today. So, um, and uh, yeah, Damn. well, that part, and he know he'll tell you that part got a little annoying with me. Uh, Thirty days of damn kind of got old, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's just and, me too. That's why I'm doing it, Franco. I'm doing it. Yeah. After yeah. like 15 minutes, damn, shut the hell up. No. Damn. I know, I know. And it, it was like kind of like uh, I would sit next to him every night at the merch table, things like that. So it was kind of like uh, uh, he was the headliner, and then I, w- I was brought in as like the special attraction guy. So so 30 days of that in the car. I learned so much from the guy. Um, it was a, one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was about 80% healed with my ankle, so my doctor didn't really clear me to go. Um, especially wrestling every night like that. 
but I just was so determined to start my new year, uh, 2007, or at the end of um, 17, early 18. I just knew having to sit, um, sit out a whole year like that. I, I just wanted to make it my year. So I did some pretty big things in 18 and I really want to do some bigger things in 19. So yeah, it was, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience, but, uh, I learned so much, but don't, I don't care who it is nowadays. If they say damn around me, I give them a dirty look. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you talk to uh, Mr. Simmons, tell him to change it up a little. Change it to something like. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I will. I actually had to show him that clip, that Friday's clip. Yeah, I told him, you yeah. stole that. I was like, you stole that from Friday. He, you stole that, yeah. Just picture him coming to the ring or doing a promo and doing it that way instead of the way he does it now. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. That would be funny. Um, so which brings me, um, speaking of Ron Simmons, notable name, um, you've also competed against some major other top talents, um, yeah. Chris Masters, Chase Owens, Simon Gotch, just to name a few. But you also had a sanctioned um X division match against Brian Cage. Yeah. How was it competing with some of those guys? And are there any matches in particular that stand out with you in those? Oh man, like especially that sanctioned match. A lot of people don't understand like what that means. It's like it was sanctioned by their company to have me face the guy for that title at a different company. It was uh, it was really cool. And like shout out to to Dave, Big Dave, Show Day Dave. He knows who he is. Um, for you know, he was on the phone with them almost every day about it. Um, so it was um, it was probably one of the. It was an honor for one, uh, and then. When I, I that was the first time meeting the guy, so I'm supposed to, you know, face the guy, and I'm like, this guy's an action figure. I can't beat this guy. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! But then we get, I get close to him. I'm like, okay, I'm as big as this guy. Maybe we can really do some things and kind of give the fans a good, you know, really good, believable match. And um, a lot of our fans still say that was the match of the year, their favorite match. Um, of course, obviously, I didn't win. Well, I would I would have been an exhibition champion by now, but uh, but yeah, he he has nothing but great things to say about me. I have nothing but great things to say about him, and I wish him a speedy recovery right now. He's back, so um, I reached out to him. It, it, it doesn't seem to be super uh, super serious. So I'm I'm glad about that. But he is now the uh, Impact World Champion, and he's he's one of the greatest people in wrestling. Super nice, super good guy. Awesome. Uh, he, awesome. he is definitely a machine, man. A machine for sure. I guess. Um, but, you have made debuts everywhere from Mexico to Japan, even over in the UK. You currently have a big tour coming up for Impact Pro Wrestling Australia, yep. July 6th. Um, will Australia ever be the same when Big Poppy goes down under? Listen, listen, when Big Poppy goes down under, you know what I'm saying? First of all, I told the guys over there, listen, I don't care. I'm signing it later, pictures later. As soon as I, the Big Poppy gets off the plane, I'm fighting a kangaroo. And I'm drinking some Foster's Australian for beer. You know what I'm saying? Sanction that match. Big Poppy versus the kangaroo. Big Bobby versus the boxing kangaroo. That's right in the airport. So right in the airport. <laughs> right in the airport. Oh man, hold on. I gotta I gotta get ready, oiled up and all that. But they better have the ring, they better have the ring set up right there at the tarmac. Right at the airport. Oh hey, I just want to punch a kangaroo in the face for America. But uh <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not no. a soundboard back here. <laughs> no, I I can't wait. Uh, they're uh, they're super excited. They uh, they got a lot of advertising with just just me on it, which is really cool to see. Um, and just uh, you know, it's a lot of pressure, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. And that's you know they're they're uh, they use a, a bunch of other companies to bring me in and all that is a pretty pretty expensive flight, I'm sure. 
Um, when when these guys bring me in places, I I make it a uh, a thing not to look up what the flight costs because then I start feeling bad and I want to do extra stuff. <laughs> you were charged that, right? Hey, don't feel bad. You worked hard to earn that. That you earned. No, I, pre- I appreciate that, man. So, anyway, go ahead, Elvis. Um. So now, as we um, we're gonna get ready to close out the interview today. Um, but I just want to say. Um, I will let everyone know that you are available for bookings for matches and autograph sessions. You're currently booked out of Dover, Delaware, correct? Uh, Dover, Delaware, Philadelphia. Yeah, same thing. Um, are there any other promotions or places other than the Australia show where people can see you or any favorites that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, well, actually, um, so they're actually working on a TV deal right now. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, Infinite Pro Wrestling, they, uh, they've they run shows over five different states. They're one of the fastest growing places. I'm actually the heavyweight champion there. Um, you can see that clip, that viral clip. It got picked up by, well, unfortunately, but it got picked up by everywhere. It's me getting spit in the face with an apple by Carlito. That's not cool. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. Yeah, you know, apparently I thought I was telling him I was the coolest guy to ever, you know, the coolest wrestler ever. For that night, um, <laughs> but he didn't find that amusing and spit in my face. So um, that's disrespectful. It, it definitely was. So I beat the crap out of him, and you guys can see that on on uh, that's on YouTube and and all. Oh, I've watched that match. That match is match. incredible. Thank you, I appreciate it. Sean Stud, that should be an interesting one. How'd that go? Oh, Sean Stud is amazing. I love that guy. He's that he's that legit giant. Um, made me look like a shorty and I'm no small guy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely David versus Goliath on, on with those pictures. I, f- I felt so bad. I'm like, oh man, how do you get taller? <laughs> hey, well, let, me, let me jump in before you close it out here, Elvis. Uh, I want to let you know that you can reach out to Franco at on Twitter at Franco Wrestles. Is that correct, Franco? That's correct. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Franco Wrestles. Um, I just did a thing with uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, so it's Pro Wrestling Tees slash Franco. And don't and then, to look at Jabber Jabber on Pro Wrestling Tees as well. There you go, Jabber Jabber on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, what's the other um, one? Teespring.com. We're on Teespring. Teespring.com. I, I don't do that one, but but yeah, tees, uh, Teespring.com slash Jabber Jabber, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it all works. It's on Facebook. Uh, we're expanding into other areas. Um, we're getting back into the YouTube thing again. We have T-shirts. But Facebook, we have, what, 8,500 or so, somewhere in that area following after three years. They're not going anywhere. Just keep growing. So, Frank, please, if you have any friends I'd like to interview, I mean, one thing that we pride ourselves here at Jabber Jabber is not doing dirt. I'm not going to. Yeah, we hate dirt. You don't dig up that. Uh, I'm going to give you my <laughs> story real quick. Um, I work with a local company here that's run by the Brooklyn Brawler. It's called the Hall of Brawl. He trains people. Nice. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm on his board, so I hate to say this, but he is so worried about the questions I'm going to ask him in an interview. It's <laughs> so I refuse to interview him. Uh, and oh, wow. like that. There's enough dirt out there for you guys. You don't need any more. We will give you a good interview. Did you enjoy the interview we gave you today? Oh, dude, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Um, like I said, um, it's just, it's just amazing. Like some guys always ask me about like my trip to Japan and how it was like overseas. And I, I have been, you know, a lot of places. Thank, thank God. Um, I've, I've gotten to check off a lot of the boxes, but you guys, you guys did great, man. Like there's no pressure. And uh, I definitely would recommend this to anybody. Any, any oh, good. Hey, do that for us. There's one other thing Elvis and I had talked about doing was if you wanted to cut a video promo or however you want to do it, send it to us in our message box and we'll yeah. post it on our Facebook. 
I mean, however you want to do it. I thought that was a good idea for uh, indie wrestlers to cut a promo, say, hey, find me here, find me there, and uh, we can post them on Facebook. We had talked about doing that, too. So, yeah, I'll do yeah, that absolutely. right now while we're done here. All right. Absolutely. Franco, hey, it's been great talk. Yeah, well, it's around that time that we start to wrap up. Um, certainly want to thank our guest today, uh, Mr. Franco Varga. It has certainly been a pleasure to be here with you. I want to thank you for this opportunity, and I know our fans will enjoy it. Um, you know, this is Jabber Jabber, and as Mr. Tutu likes to say at the end of every show, what do you like to say, Mr. Tutu? Head him with it. Go tap out. <laughs>